Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni. Joining me once again is Shay Dixon. Shay, it's the Monday mailbag of a bye week, though. There's no game coming up for LSU this week, but Alabama is on the horizon, and LSU comes off a 62-0 win over Army. Um, so, yeah, plenty to talk about. Thank you to all the subscribers who sent in questions. Um, but how are you doing this, this afternoon? I'm doing well. Bye week is here. No Brian Kelly on Monday. We'll get him on Tuesday. No players this week. Yeah. Uh, no radio show for BK this week. So um, a combo of resting up and prepping for Bama. And we'll do it. We'll do a lot of kind of like, it's not mid season, but we'll do a lot of kind of how they got here and what's left um, because they're very much still in the race for Atlanta. Also apologize to everyone for Friday's preview and predictions where I was spotty there for the probably the first 10 minutes when I went back and listened to it. It was uh it was in and out. I knew what I was saying because uh, I was the one who said it. But yeah, so sorry. Hopefully I'm a little bit better today with my mic. I didn't I didn't know it last time. Maddie B heard it. He just didn't stop it. He let it roll and hoped it would end. I I, I yeah, I was just kind of hoping, but it, it did. It was it mostly did. it was mostly good. Um um, 62, yes, points this past weekend. The same number, LSU, uh, record-wise now, 6-2, and 4-1 and one in the SEC. Very much alive in the race, as I said, for Atlanta. Jaden Daniels has now moved into number three, uh, best odds to win the Heisman. Uh, really, that doesn't matter. Whatever he does in Alabama, in Tuscaloosa, matters most there. Uh, we saw Leonard Fournette one year was considered the runaway to win it. Uh, he went to Bama, didn't rush for anything that day. Uh, and didn't even get invited, you know, fell out of the conversation completely. So yeah. it all hinges on that. And then obviously you've got Florida A&M after. Long way to go, but shout out uh, to this offense. Matty B, they lead it. I don't even have to go through the stats. They have the most points, the most touchdowns, the most total yards per game. They have the quarterback with the most total yards in football. They have a quarterback who's leading every metric, basically, from deep balls to efficiency they have a brian thomas at receiver who leads the nation in touchdowns they have malik neighbors who leads the nation in receiving logan diggs is three in the sec and running back the o-line is very much in the mix for uh the award for best o-line in the in the country they've been great so yep. shout out we'll just say there uh before we get in the mailbag shout out to the offense yes shout out to the offense and um it's gonna it sets up for a fascinating game that I can't wait to look uh to watch and see how it unfolds for LSU Alabama. Obviously, you know, Ole Miss is still in the conversation for the West, but Ole Miss has, I know, Texas AM at home still on the schedule, and I believe a road game at Georgia yeah. on the schedule. So it's tough sledding. They can't lose another game. Ole Miss can't, and they need Alabama to lose a couple. So Yeah, and remember Ole Miss was red hot to start the year last season. LSU beat him when they were undefeated and then they sort of tumbled with a couple more losses. So um, we'll see. Uh, But for LSU, it's go out and win. And that begins in two weeks in Tuscaloosa. Kickoff time is set 645, part of the CBS doubleheader. So it'll be a night game in Alabama. Nobody's surprised by that, but um, hopefully many of you guys will be able to make the trip. I know Matty B is locked and loaded for his first Alabama experience. Staying in Meridian, making the drive in, that's a uh, tried and true method, Matty B. So you'll get to see Bryant Denny. Yep, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Six Late kickoff, so I can just drive right in, go to the game, and then drive back to the hotel. Drive back the next day, yeah. Yeah. All, All right, right. Yeah, you ready to get in the mailbag? Let's do it. 
All right. Um, first question comes from Mason Cox. What position group needs to have the best game of the season, their best game of the season, in order for LSU to beat Bama? Um, what position group needs to have the best game of the season? Boy, I feel like everyone is immediately listening and screaming corner or DB, right? Yeah. Is that the I, answer? I mean, you could really pick any defensive unit, and I think it'd be a, a fine answer. I I hesitate to pick corner specifically because we don't know who's going to line up at corner um, at the moment. I think safety would be a viable answer coming off Andre Sam having a good game and Major Burns, um, you know, an experienced guy who's made some plays. I think that's probably where I would go with safety, whether it's tackling, run fits, safety, I mean, uh, pass coverage. Like, that's the area that this team has to be really, really solid in the back end. And we know Jalen Milrow, while – you know, he's had his inconsistencies. I think he's gotten better as the year has gone on, and he will attack the deep part of the field, and he's obviously capable of running the ball. So I, I look at the safeties. There could also be a way to view this, I guess, if you're really thinking about it. Which position group, if they have their best game of the season in order to be Bama, what if, like, for instance, if the DBs had their best game of the season, well, that could still be a six on a 10-point scale. Like, if yeah. Jaden Daniels has his best game of the season, that's like 600 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah. And that would be maybe more of that. That would be a, an 11 on a 10-point scale. That's true. It is all relative, right? So if, you know, if the if J, if Daniels has his best game of the season, which would be the best game of his career at Alabama, it will be hard for LSU to lose that game. Now, I say that, you know, knowing LSU and Ole Miss has happened this year, but, I mean – I think that's a that's a really good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, and that if Daniels has his best game of the year, that would be something to watch as well. Let's just heap more pressure on the guy who's carrying yeah. him right now. No problem. Be even better. Uh, be better. Dumb brain picks. I've heard you all reference uh, if the offense has an off game uh, before during mailbags in previous weeks. Uh, with the sample we've seen on the season, was FSU the off game? Um, what was the number we pulled? Uh, Brian Kelly said it, so then we looked it up. They, they had 450? Yeah, 460, 450 against Florida State. And that was uh, their lowest offensive yardage output of the season, which is obviously a ridiculous number. Like, many teams aren't hitting 456 in half the games they play, even if that. Uh, LSU's now gone seven straight games since Florida State, over 500 yards of game of, of offense per game. So, Really, the second half of FSU, yes, I guess would be the most down we've seen them. Other than that, they're a four-quarter team. Yeah, I'd say that. And the first quarter and a half against Arkansas was shaky. Remember when Jay when, um, and yeah. the interception? But, you know, that's very nitpicky when they bounced back and were awesome in the second half. Yeah, um, they put them away. But yeah, I, I think Florida State, I guess, technically would have been the off game for the offense this season where they didn't score in the second half. Um, but other than that, I mean, they've been fantastic. All right. And uh, Dumb Brain Picks uh, wanted an OT question. Uh, would you rather wake up with $100 a day under your pillow for the rest of your life or get one lump sum of $20 million? I'm taking the $20 million. <laughs> Yeah. I guess I'm not there's. About um, it. I don't know. 
I well, mean, $100 a day would be, be 36000 a year, which... You'd have to be live for 200000 more days to see... Well, well, it's easy. Now you're doing by day. It'd be easier to do by... Now that we have a year, 36000 a year, so probably a little more than that. If the average life expectancy is about 80, that'd be like one for me. I guess it's a little north of one and a half million. 1.8 million. For you? I did 50 years, 50 years at your rate of 360,000 a year or 365,000 a year. Okay. So. so then I would need to live to be 90 to clear the 2 million. Obviously, the main factor here is if I die earlier, so I'm going to take the money. I'm taking it. Then bank on living to a hundred and be happy that my bet paid off and I got like an extra, yeah, few bucks on top of my twenty million, two million, whatever it was. Twenty million. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, twenty million. I'm going with the uh, twenty million, but makes it'll make you think. It did. If you're living. If you're living in ninety, Maddie B, you should take the hundred dollars a day. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You know, who knows? If I cover LSU any longer, you know, my heart rate will go up. Or North Texas. Or North Texas, both of them. Um, Ember, or I'd assume that's capital I or Limber. Um, what do we know about Emory Jones and Zy Alexander's status for the Bama game? Heard looked lost during the Army game. I think Emory's going to be back. They're, I don't have worry there. The worry is with Zy Alexander. And by the time you're listening to this pod, we're going to talk to Kelly on Tuesday night. Yeah. It's There's buzz that he has an injury that will keep him out for at least the Bama game. Yeah, it was one of those where he couldn't put any pressure on. He didn't get up for about 10 minutes. Everybody else went to the locker room. It happened right at the half. But yes, you are in a spot right now where it seems you may be without the one corner who has started in every single game for you at the position where you're shallowest on depth and experience and talent. Yeah, it's not. This is like the worst thing that could happen. Exactly. Uh, and we do have a few more questions about Zai, which we'll get into there uh, as far as his re- uh, replacing him potentially. Uh, but to answer the the herd part of this slash Emory Jones part, I expect Jones to be back. I think Herd did struggle a bit in the Army game. I don't think he was bad, but he did struggle a bit. He kind of looks like he did in, against Auburn. And I think that's to be you know expected. I don't think I expected him to come out and be perfect. Uh, the penalties will have to be cleaned up, but overall, I think Zalen's herd is going to be fine, and that's a really good option as your number, you know, sixth best offensive lineman. Yeah, hundred percent. He's going to be a starter one day. It just may not be right now, and that's fine. They've got their same five starters, so um, plenty of faith in herd, and I have plenty of faith that Emory Jones will be ready to roll, uh, as well as Makai Wingo, who both sat out against uh, Army. They'll be ready to roll for Alabama in two weeks. Uh, Coach K7 asked, uh, first said, hey, guys, first class tribute by the Tigers to Army and all our troops on Saturday. We mentioned this in the postgame reaction pod, Matty V, but we heard one of Army's beat writers doing their podcast, and they said that it was, from their vantage point, an unbelievable display of appreciation for the military and um, kind of an all-out salute to Army uh, with the paratroopers and all the songs in-game and sing the alma maters together and everything yep. like that. So uh, obviously the score lopsided, but um, the end zones were painted camo. It was a, uh, it was a cool day uh, to see happen. So uh, agree with coach K seven there. Good job by LSU. Um, but he says, we didn't see the freshman receivers, uh, Samson Parker, Preon. What are your thoughts on those three? 
They got in at the end, maybe, did they? I know Kyle Parker might have. I, 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 you have the freshman report. I'm, I'm deferring to you here, but it doesn't matter because um, they didn't really. I mean, they got on the field, but it's irrelevant. I'm gonna just People, guess that he's probably right. I remember on that last drive, some guys were in, but they were just handing yeah. it off. It didn't matter. And yeah, to to the second part of his question, if you want to read it or not. Uh, but um, well, he just said, "What? Yeah, what are your thoughts yeah. on those three? Um, that, gosh, let me pull up the freshman mm-hmm. report. I think. No, Brown did get in the game. Remember, Brown was in at some point, like actually in the third quarter or fourth. Yeah, Jalen Brown was in, I thought first. But the the point is, is you know, people wanted to see those receivers get passes thrown their way. They wanted to see the corners get passes thrown their way. Like they wanted to see all these freshmen get snaps. I said last week, I wrote about it. I was like, look, that's just not really how these work. Once you get through three quarters, both teams are just handing the ball off and we're going home. Like that's how it goes. So, um. I don't know. I mean, are my thoughts on those three? I think Samson's going to be really, really, really good at LSU. I think Parker's going to be really good. And I think Prion will have to, you know, refine his abilities a little bit, but he definitely has the athleticism and like potential to be good. Um, and, you know, I think it's a good receiving core. I, I Hilton played a lot as far as like farther into the second half than I thought he would. Uh, same thing with Lacey. I think I remember telling you, it was like, damn, Lacey's still out there. Lacey's trying to get some catches. Um, but yeah, so. I don't know. I, I think they're all going to be good. Uh, he was right. Yes, uh, those three did not play at all in the game. Um, so to give you an update then, Stampson's played in two games. Parker's played in two games. Brown's played in two games. Uh, Prion is still not played in the game. You can play in up to four during the regular season. If you presume, obviously, they're not going to play against Bama or Florida or A&M, they could get into the Georgia State game, still have a red shirt, and then the bowl games don't matter. You can redshirt um, or you can you play and it doesn't affect a redshirt. So right now, all four are, unless they're putting them out there in Bama, Florida, or r or AM, all four yeah. of them could redshirt, which, I mean, you'll take it in a year where you've got two pretty dominant receivers and you're good to go on offense. I was going to say, you don't, in a year where you have, you know, potentially – you know, not record-breaking receivers, but um, all American receivers. I mean, that's ideal, isn't it, for people? I mean, to redshirt them, to potentially see what happens and have an extra year of flexibility. I mean, have an extra year of development. I mean, that's ideal. I agree with you. I agree with you completely. Um, he also says, I know the game is in hand, but try to pass to Mark Way would have loved to see something go in the direction of Pimpton or Brown for experience, no being picky with these. Transfer port, but with transfer portal these days, you have to wonder how to keep all the future talent happy. I think one thing too, if you're a young guy on this team, you're happy because it's the best offense in America, and you're saying, "All right, I'm next up. I get to play in this next year. I'll be a featured piece. I'll play a lot more." And they kind of understand, much like it was for them when they were probably younger in high school. There are veterans who are playing over you way more so in college. So I don't. I've not heard any rumblings yet of guys being itching to leave. And I'll say the other thing is, is LSU's not going to ever be short on wide receivers, so uh, they'll be fine there either way. Um, Tiger King 53, any word on what's going on with Denver Harris? Um, And then I'll ask about Zai. Uh, Harris, first, Matty B, I don't know even how, like, it's always just, he's either playing or it's like not a coach's decision. He's not playing today. Yeah, not available or something like that. It's um, very much. It sounds like a doghouse thing, right? Yeah, hopefully. I'm hopefully it's just a doghouse with the coaches and nothing 
else going on, like where he's gets suspended or something. But well, they no, have, we haven't seen him injured or anything. He's yeah, we haven't seen him injured. Injury report. Yeah, so it's either with the team or outside of football. Like I don't know. Denver Harris's past has, you know, raises enough questions to where you can be like, all right, I don't know what it is. It could be anything. So, but unlike Deuce Chestnut, he's actually on the sidelines during games. He just doesn't. They just don't put him in that often. Yeah, I don't know. He was unavailable. So I no word from me, at least, on what's going on with Denver Harris. We'll see if he's available for AM. I uh, don't believe he played sorry, this past weekend. I'm sorry, who would um, you say? I said I don't believe Denver Harris played this, uh, this no. past weekend. No, he did no, not. No. So no. Um, just to give you guys a glimpse, FSU obviously didn't even travel. Uh, started three straight games, came in off the bench against Ole Miss uh, in a game that Ashton Stamp started. He – Play, didn't play any in the first quarter there, so it was like a something out there. Then he didn't play versus Mizzou, played versus Auburn, then didn't play versus Army. So now he's almost sort of on a one-week-on, one-week-off type thing. Let's see if they'll need him for Bama. So that's going to be a very interesting update from Brian Kelly on Tuesday. Uh, but he did ask, if Zai can't play, who do you have out there? If if Stamps is healthy, I would like Stamps. Uh, if not, I'm okay with LaTerrence Walsh. And the only other option beyond that would probably be Jeremiah Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> Moving yeah. some guys. I mean, like, really, like, we, unless Deuce Chestnut's back on the or with the team, he's not currently saving with him. the team. Um, he could play, I guess. But yeah. J.K. Johnson's hurt. Zy appears to be hurt and could be out for this game, obviously. And then your two other transfers are game coaches decisions and like not playing at random points uh deuce much more than denver right now in terms of being absent so and then ashton has been hurt two games in a row stamps so yeah boy oh boy will it be an important two weeks for them to get rested up and see what you got um but bourbon and cheerios as always um it's his wants to make it clear longtime listener first time caller maddie b uh loves the show thanks us for taking the call uh, but he asks, Greg Clayton um, lost some field position over the last couple games because punts go over his head that he didn't just catch. Is there a greater than 1% chance we see Aaron Anderson get a shot at punt returns in what could be a revenge game for the former Bama signee and freshman one-year player for Bama? Uh, this, what, in two weekends. Greater than 1%. <laughs> I would have to think the there's a greater. We have to pause. I would I would think there'd have to be a greater than one percent chance. Like even if there's a two percent chance, one out of fifty, yeah, I, I think greater than one. Now, do I think it's above ten percent? No, but I think it's somewhere in that five to ten range, probably percent chance. Uh, yeah, I'm going very low there. We've not seen a glimpse of Anderson since Greg Clayton took over. Yeah, I, and I'm sure they're really more than more than maybe thinking, "Hey, let's put Anderson out there." I bet they're just drilling into Greg Clayton's head, catch the football, like. Yeah, Which I mean he's, he's caught. There I mean he's caught the ball every time. So the problem's yeah. not catching so, it. He's catch just got to catch it. He just yeah. got to go get it. Stand on the ten yard line, and if it's going over your head, let it go. If not, catch it. Yeah. Like, or whatever the rule, is. Like, you know, yeah. whatever these coaches teach them, do that. So greater than one, sure, but not very high. Uh, what's the best example of you being a broke college student? He said, "Here's mine to help uh, us along." The compressor in my car broke in April. I wasn't graduating from LSU until August, couldn't afford to fix a compressor. So I spent an entire summer in BR without air conditioning in my car. Best shape of my life. That's a uh, that's a rough go. Um, I mean, along those lines, I got rear-ended 
uh, I don't remember what year it was, my junior year or something like that. The trunk by a truck, and so my trunk was all dented in, and uh, yeah, I got the insurance claim, whatnot, and um, let's just say it did not get fixed, and I did not have the um, it did not get fixed because the the money is was put into my account and I just did not get it fixed. So, um, yeah, that was, um, I just didn't have a trunk for the rest of my school years. Until I got a new car eventually, years later. That's, that's right. I've noticed you uh, You have one now. I do have a trunk now. Yes, it's very nice. I used to have to put things, you know, lower the back seat and slide in stuff if I wanted to change it. But, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I'm sure I just, I'm trying not to think of like, cheap meals or anything like that i would say that being at lsu everyone went out uh partying there this was everyone uh in my friend group pretty much i'm not sure from the rich the poor here but uh, we would only go out to places pretty much that we knew that our friends worked as bartenders or worked there or did something to where like we were either getting it free or we we're getting in for you know we weren't paying any cover and then yeah, no cover fees drinking very cheaply or like weren't you know at the end of the night, the tab was just tipping our friend. So that's about as cheap as it can get is gaming the system with your friends working at that's a good one. bars or restaurants. So, like oh, we did a good bit. I'd have to think about that one more. Um, oh, and he asked one more. Uh, Matty B, the highlight and low light of your time as a DoorDash driver. You mentioned uh, your DoorDash days briefly back in the day. Yeah, when I was – that was after college too. That was after did you ever get robbed? No, I did not get robbed. Oh, thankfully, that would have been crazy. Uh, highlight, the only thing I can really think of as far as highlight goes is I remember, I mean, there are a couple of times where you'd make a long trip and they get, they show you how much you're getting paid beforehand you make the trip. And then afterwards, they tip you like even more. So I remember delivering to this nice house, this nice neighborhood. I was like, oh, nice. And deliver it. And then I get back to the car and they had tipped an extra like $25. I was like, oh, this is this is fantastic. So that just made my day. Um, So yeah, tip your tip your drivers whenever you by DoorDash or whatnot. But um low light. I just hated delivering at nighttime because you it's so hard to see everything and it's hard to like especially apartment numbers and everything. So I didn't DoorDash at night very much at all. Well and the food didn't stay hot with no trunk. So <laughs> I was uh yeah I wasn't putting it in the trunk. It wasn't going in the Complaints trunk. It was going in cold the, food. The side. Well we had I had the nice bag, you know the the uh the bags that keep it insulated. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Like the, the Pizza Hut bag. You know, yeah, keeps exactly. exactly. Keeps it all there. Never got uh, wrong. All right. Um, let's catch an ad read uh, real quick here. Uh, game time uh, is – we don't have a preview and prediction pod. That's when we usually do game time, so we'll give it to you now. Um, game time. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use the code TIGERS, T-I-G-E-R-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Game time is the ticketing app that we use. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of our uh, subscribers and listeners at the Bengal Tiger are, have jumped on game time already for tickets to Saints, LSU, all that this year. Uh, but buying tickets to your favorite event should never be stre- stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing uh, and get on to game time uh, and get hyped for all the fun that you'll have. Um, flash deals, last minute tickets. Look, we're on the bye week right now. Everybody get out and do something. There's something going on, uh, wherever you are. Uh, and then let's see, well, are the saints at home this weekend? Let's get a Saints schedule here. Let's, see. let's get for the, 
for the local fans who are frustrated, but no, they're at the uh, they're at the Colts this weekend, so they're away. But uh, if you're in Indianapolis, buy you some tickets. Go watch the Saints play. Bounce the, back. The Pelicans start. That NBA's kicking up, so get on game time for your, all your Pel stuff or Spurs or Saturday night. With. Saturday night, Knicks Pelicans in in New Orleans, six p.m. You know what? Screw it. We're probably this is going up, Maddie B. Probably right around Game Seven of uh, Houston Dallas. Um, get on there. Last minute Wait. tickets. See that Wait. game seven uh, in H Town. Got my. What are you rocking? Oh, the Rangers. Got my Rangers middle. hat. I don't know if Billy's into baseball. He lives in Dallas, but he hasn't. He is not. Rangers, I don't think he but, is. Um, shout out to all my Rangers boys. Uh, Everybody Conway watching this. Gang. They're, they're yep. hoping for one World Series win. They've gotten there before, but I uh, got to get past the uh, the Strohs today. I think that game's like four. So. Later, we'll yeah. keep an eye on it. Everybody, maybe the Rangers will win. Everybody's been winning in everybody else's ballpark so far. Do you see the yeah. dude uh, who caught the uh ball one handed in the LSU gear? I did, I did. That was great. That'd that have been sick great. if that would have been a Bengal Tiger hat, that right? <laughs> Subscribers going through the moon if that was a Bengal Tiger hat, deep yeah. in his thought. It was then deep in, yeah, deep in his thoughts about cornerback and D line recruiting. Yeah. Uh, as he sat there afterwards, just like what happened. But uh, think- yeah, if you haven't seen that, Google it. Astros catch yeah. fan. It was it was beast. One handed, just perfect. Yeah, um, I think everybody watching this, or not everybody, but a large majority of people watching this, if they're LSU fans, are probably Astros fans. So um, don't turn it off and don't leave a dislike on the video just because I put a has- Ast- uh, Rangers. Yeah, there on. you go. Um, but yeah, all right. So if you want to go to that game or any game, uh, World Series coming up, one of those teams is going to be in it. Uh, game time will have tickets, and uh, like I said, every time you can buy it in seconds, two taps, you're in, no hidden fees. Uh, and I love that you get to see where you're sitting, like the seat view that's my favorite part. Uh, but again, tickets right to your phone through the app, don't have to go to your email, don't have to wonder where they went, no physical copies needed. Game time, uh, the exclusive ticketing app, uh, here of the Bengal Tiger again, promo code Tigers, T I G E R E R S, Tigers. 20 bucks off your first purchase. Uh, terms apply. Let's move forward. Uh, Capital City Tiger 21. What does our secondary look like looking look like against Bama going forward, assuming without Zai? Um, and then he mentions is Denver out of the, the doghouse, etc. So we can safely presume Major Burns and Andre Sam are starting at safety. Yes. Harold Perkins sort of starts at the Sam linebacker spot now. Mm-hmm. Sage is a corner. Sage is a corner. And then who? Who? It's a it's a guess. It's a guess. It depends I mean, on a guess with Denver Harris, right? Well, it depends on Denver Harris. Uh, I assume Ashton Stamps is is healthy now, and obviously he battled through some. He had some stuff that held him out for a couple weeks, but uh, we assume Ashton Stamps is is good. Um, but Welsh is available. Welsh is probably the only one that was like available. <laughs> Last week, him and Hughes, that in theory don't need to recover from anything or be granted access to play. I mean, those are so I would probably go Welsh or Stamps. I'd say that if Denver's available, he's out there. Yes, I'm not betting on him being available. I don't know. That's not, that's not any insight. Yeah, I, don't, I would bet more on I'd bet more on Denver Harris being available than Deuce Chestnut. Like, oh yeah, and even if Deuce is available, they weren't even playing him when he was no. so like no. I'm not, I'm not sure how much that one factors for me. So 
for me, if Denver Harris is available, he's out there with Sage. If he's not, I'll go Stamps. Yeah, exactly. Or Welsh. Um, it's going to be one of the two. Um, let's see what else he asked. Uh, Maddie B, your fondest memory of being a student at UNT? Um, right before COVID, the basketball team won the conference championship for the first time, um, beating Western Kentucky at home. Uh, that was a that was a great that was awesome. Great time. Great time. Shout out. Was Grant that when they went to the tourney? No, that was the year. So that the 2020 they won conference, but the uh, um, tournament got canceled, obviously because of COVID. Okay. And then the next year they won the tournament and then beat Purdue. And yeah, they went to the tournament and stuff like that. So that was 2021. That was. When and that won. was a fun time. That was a good ride. Was, but I guess you that was a great time too. Actually, that that might be that might be it. Um, actually, but I technically wasn't a student when they yeah. won the tournament game. But yeah. So, all right, well, you've now gotten on your women's beat here to go to Dallas and watch Natty, so yes. you're good. Yes. You got more uh, UNT uh, love in there, or I guess uh, North Texas love. Yes. Where Sorry. are we at? Um, Blay asked, where is Brian, Heide, Brian Kelly hiding all these corners that we started the season with? Isn't it wild that they could go into Bama and all transfer corners just might not be available for a variety of reasons? Yeah. I, yeah, I think I mentioned that on the the post game podcast, right? Where it was like, imagine telling, imagine somebody telling us in August, like, hey, just so you're just so you're aware, um, LSU is going to go into playing at Alabama with a chance to win the West on the line without its four transfer corners, J.K. Johnson, Zion Alexander. But none of <laughs> here's the trade off: you'll have the best offense in football. Yeah, <laughs> none of your four transfers at the most important position will be available. Exactly. And I and, think that Brian Kelly finds a way that he Denver Harris gets into the into the mix here. They're gonna need it. They're gonna need it. They're gonna need it. Um yeah. So, anyways, I always I always think that's an interesting way of looking at this. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, last year we we said it time and time again last year and over the offseason, do not take for granted what Makai Gardner and Jerick Bernard Converse did last year. Like Jay Ward. Yeah, Jay Ward as well. But those two specifically as transfers coming in yeah. and they weren't perfect, obviously. Like it's not like they were high draft picks or even drafted, but they were very capable, reliable players. And that is not easy to get out of the transfer portal on a consistent basis. So um yeah, now look at where we are. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um Nolafan 33. Uh, what is your stance on? Do you think you do you guys think they should travel Mike around the stadium prior to games? Uh, I figure Maddie B never experienced it, but you did, Shay. So he put a photo in there for you, Maddie B. Um, guys, just wasn't until too long ago, but they would bring Mike in that cage right yeah. there up to the top of Victory Hill, and you'd wait, and then he'd go down the hill with the team or the band or whatever, and then they would bring him in the stadium, and he would do laps, and the cheerleaders would be like sitting on top of it. And then they used to park him right by the visitor entrance. So when their team ran out, like Mike's right there. But then it became like he was having to be so sedated to even go out there because he never wanted to go out there. And then he eventually just fought it and didn't want to go into like the yeah. little trailer thing anymore. And then they stopped doing it. So it was cool while it lasted. I'm not sure that's something they're ever going to be able to bring back. But yes, I've I've got pictures of me as a young kid. Both my parents went to LSU, but baby almost standing on that Mike cage right there trailer 
hanging out in my dapper game day outfit. So, oh my gosh, you gotta send this to me. Yeah, well, I'll find it. I'll post it on the board. Put on the board. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> that, that sounds incredible. I was rocking a young um, Shay with Mike the Tiger. That's uh, so. No, I doubt. Uh, do I think that they should? I don't know. I think Mike's probably pretty happy just chilling in his habitat all day and looking at everybody. Yeah. Um, not sure how fun it is to be drugged up and running around the stadium. Uh, but it was a cool thing. Like I saw it all in college and thought it was cool. Uh, aside from Jaden, which player or players are you most surprised by this year? Give me one positive and one negative. I don't think it's a negative for me here to start, but I, I, Named before the season on offense and defense, Brian Thomas on offense is my breakout player, cash it. And I said Savion Jones on defense. And he's just been not the Savion Jones that I thought he would be. And I mean, last year he was like coming off the bench and had like five sacks, six sacks. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I'm not going to call it a disappointing season. He plays well. He has it kind of, he's bulked up. He's got a, a role that involves a lot more snaps and different responsibilities and just getting after the passer. But I thought that he'd be a little bit better. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And I want him to be, and I think he can be. So, And he starts every game, so it's coaches clearly think he's fine. Yeah. Um, and a pos- one positive or someone I'm surprised by. I mean uh... – I don't know. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me think for a second. I'm going to um, go surprise positive Wit Weeks. Okay. I don't know if that's a cop-out or not. because You knew he'd be good. We knew he'd be good. I didn't know he'd be – I mean, I, I, there's, I'm, not, I'm never expecting a freshman to come out and be one of the best players on the defense. Uh, Did you – what were your transfer rankings? Did you have Ovi as like some breakout SEC star? Mm, not Ovi, no. um, uh, Omar Spates. He might be the he might be the disappointing pick for me. Someone you were very high on coming yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Omar might be on that disappointing one. I mean, I I wasn't super high on Sam. I thought he was fine, so that that's not a huge surprise. Um, yeah, I I, I guess that would be the one for me. Um, is Omar Omar Spades? I guess among the transfers, too, if we're keeping that theme in a positive way, Paris Shands impressed me a lot yeah. more than I thought he would as a backup D end. I just didn't know what to expect. He makes a lot of plays. Ooh. Oh, um, I'll, yeah. I mean, I was, if t- someone I was too high on coming into the season was Aaron Anderson, probably. Um, I probably got enamored with that high school tape a little bit too much, but, um, He's yeah, coming I mean, off injury. It's his yeah, first time playing in college. Yeah. So, and this offense isn't really tailored to that his style. I feel like so. And Denbrock tries. They run those quick screens to him. They, I mean, yeah. they get him involved. It's just like how much you want to force that when you have yeah Malik and Brian and Jaden and Logan running it. Um, you know what? I'll give one. I'm surprised, but I don't know if I should be. But Garrett Dellinger has been awesome this year for them, and yeah. he was kind of like. In and out. He was injured last year. It's like started some, came back from injury, wasn't a starter, started some. And then it was understood he was going to start this year, but I didn't know really what to expect. And for the prior two years, they just did musical chairs on the O-line for the first month. And they didn't do that this year. So him and him and Miles Frazier have played now better than I maybe even have expected. 
I'll throw Emory Jones in there as well. Emory Jones last year was shaky at tackle and looked like someone who was supposed to be an interior guy. This year, he's actually he's been phenomenal at tackle. Well, shout out Charles Turner. He hasn't lost his job when people kept thinking he would, kept thinking he would. And yep. We've seen the backup center. You don't want to do that again at Missouri. <laughs> they had to go to DJ Chester at some point. So, so shout out O-line. Um, Matty B just said, please confirm or deny that you're going to get, we're going to get a star Wars watchathon, uh, this off season, choose care carefully. You must mm. uh, So it's star Wars reference there at the end. You'll get that later. Oh, is that um, what that word Jay? I didn't, I didn't understand. Well, I, I maybe see you're, you're smart with it on your pop culture, but you admitted you've never watched any star Wars. So are we going to get a star Wars watchathon? Mm. He I gave can't. you the off season. So it's not like he said bye week We'll see. I'll keep up. Matty B doesn't have an off season because he's going to cover basketball and women's and men's. Yeah, it's basketball season. It's basketball season. And then back PBD, into football right. season. We'll get all him right, going. Let's go. Someone let him borrow a Netflix login or whatever it should. Disney Plus. Uh, Al Smith, Matty B, Bama linebackers look like they, if they can be had by the running back, Bama, sorry guys, Bama linebackers look as if they can be had by the running backs and tight ends. Do you think Denbrock tests them? Sounds a lot like the Florida State game, right? Um, where the linebackers don't seem as strong. I I just think Alabama's defensive front. I mean, the defensive line is obviously elite. The secondary, I think, is very very good. If we're relying on Mason Taylor and Logan Diggs to beat Alabama, I don't think that's the way to do it. But I don't. I just think the receivers are going to be good enough to get separation and make some sub catches and Jane Daniels is going to run for a lot of yards. Jane Daniels will make whatever the rushing prop is. I'm taking the over. It's probably going to be like 80. I'm taking the over. I don't care. I think Jane's going to be awesome with his legs. Yeah. In a game where every first down really truly counts and LSU probably leads the nation in first downs right now, but when Jaden sees a little grass, he'll take it. He'll get first downs in this game. Um, so I'm with you there. Uh, Shay said, do you think there are that Chris Hilton can make a difference in this game? Not just a deep route, but maybe a crucial first down, getting some separation from the defender. I just think Kyron Lacey's got that third spot now, and they don't throw it enough to the other guys that if Chris Hilton or an Aaron Anderson get touches in this game, it's going to be two or three targets. Uh, kind of that's bare, that's not my prediction, that's just the average of what they do every game, and this will be a game that's tight in you know tightly contested so i'd yeah. imagine not a ton but maybe i mean honestly i mean he said besides the deep route i just if he can if there's one play where he hits a 40 yard deep route obviously that is a massive deal and that's what chris hilton can potentially do so i don't even want the first down i'm like if chris hilton's on the field let him try to take the top off of defense push the safety back see if he can open up the field for malik in the slot or something like that like Chris Hilton should be trying to go deep. That's his game. Uh, but Al Smith is, did say, next time y'all are in L.A., come holler at me. My uh, brother-in-law lives in L.A., so I will. I'll DM you. We'll go hang out and do I whatever. Will, I will not be in L.A. anytime soon. Shay hits the West Coast coming soon. Maddie, will watching, be watching Star Wars. I'll be flying out there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Nola Gumbo, 41. Does another loss eliminate Jaden from winning the Heisman? Yes. 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 Yep. While he still may, you could still put up the best numbers in college football. Three losses is a little much. Yeah, I, it would. It would and require him. Under his fault. Yeah, it might not be his fault. Like he might have a really good game against Al like. Okay, if he had an awesome game against Alabama, an awesome game against Florida, an awesome game against AM, and he puts up 
and he ends up leading the country in every statistical category. I still think you'd probably need one of the other guys to lose a game. McCarthy, uh, Penix, those guys probably maybe I'm I don't think Jordan Travis is really in the discussion, but you know, those guys, you'll probably need them to lose a game. If there's an undefeated, no doubt number one seed Michigan, and JJ McCarthy is obviously has good enough stats where he's second, third, fourth in the country, he probably gets it. And that whether that's fair or not, you can debate, but that's probably how it would go. I um yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, go 63. O-line has largely looked good this year, but they got pushed around in that FSU game. Then had a ton of holding calls against Missouri, which were a sign of guys just getting beat. How do they hold up against Bama's D-line? Because go 63 said, if they protect Jaden Daniels, I can't see how LSU doesn't win the game. Um, O-line wise, you, you just said it. Bama's D-line is elite. They have faced a couple of very solid D-lines. Florida State handled them, but that's game one. Like they're a bit more settled in at this point, two months into the season than they are game one. I think they hold up. I and I think Jaden has a great feel for when pressure comes too, and he's getting rid of it. Yeah, no, he has. He has. Um, I don't know if the game hinges on that specifically. I do think LSU's gonna have to be able to run the ball. I think that's probably more important than Jaden Daniels' protection. I mean, obviously protecting Jaden Daniels is important, but like realistically to me, Dallas Turner is going to get home. Some Jaheim Otis is really, really good. I mean, they have just, you know, players on the defensive line. So I don't think they they have to be perfect. And I don't think they're going to be perfect. So I look at it more as they're going to have to be able to run the ball. LSU has been one of the best rushing teams in the country this year. And if Alabama is able to take that away or quiet them with Logan Diggs, Jaden Daniels in the designed run, I would be concerned a decent amount. Yeah, they've again. I just think it's going to come down to. I don't know. I, I think the O line plays well in this one. I'm I've just been really impressed by Denbrock because yes. he's been able to scheme around a lot of what goes on with the defense's strengths. Like he's not just going to sit back there and let Jaden get hit. Like, yeah. and Jaden's the type that's if a pocket breaks down, he's making a move and leaving, and either he's scrambling or he's running. So, I, uh, yeah. I'm I'm not sure. Dallas Turner, the first LSU small note, first team to offer uh, Dallas Turner, and maybe the first team to offer Jaheim Otis. A couple throwback names there uh, from the recruiting trail, but played Alabama, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rec J Wex um, said punt return. Uh, I guess the staff would rather Clayton fair catch turn the offense loose than Anderson trying for another return. I guess they have that much confidence in the offense, which makes sense. I'm on board with that. That's kind of what we've said all year. Yes. Yeah, we, we've cool. answered that question, I think, every single mailbag. And, uh, yes, that is the case. And he was – I think he was more answering the other person's question. But, yes, I agree completely. For sure. Um, Houston Tiger 21, who would win? 23 LSU or the Pat Mahomes-led Texas Tech teams? Didn't – LSU didn't beat the breaks off Texas Tech with Mahomes, so they had a good defense, but – didn't Mahomes? I'll take I'll take LSU like 23. Like LSU 23 has way better players on it surrounding them than Mahomes did. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna say, didn't those Texas Tech teams go like six and six or seven and th- six or I, I might be miss Yeah, they were playing in like the Texas Bowl or whatever. LSU is terrible too. That was 2015. 
So Mahomes would have been in one of his final years. Fournette was on the team then. Um, Brandon Harris was LSU's quarterback at the time. But I'm on that Texas. I mean, they had like DeAndre Washington at running back. He didn't really do anything in that game. The receivers were guys like Washington. I think Jakeem Grant was the best receiver on that team. Yeah. Uh, throwback Jonathan Giles from LSU was actually on that team. Uh, but LSU on that team had like Malachi Dupre, Trey Quinn, DRs, yeah. a young DJ Chark. So yeah, this <laughs> this LSU team would roll that Texas Tech team. Yeah, fifty six to twenty seven final in twenty fifteen. Mahomes goes fifty percent passing, thirty hundred seventy yards, four touchdowns and a pick. Leonard Fournette, two hundred twelve yards rushing, four touchdowns and one catch for forty four yards. Um, so yeah, there you go. LSU also had a million dudes on defense that uh, ended up in the NFL in that game. So uh, that would be the uh, the other side of it is that defensively um, it would they be were a very, very, team, very, very good. Yes. I'd have to think about all who all was on that team. But a uh, long time ago, 2015, golly, it's been like eight years. Uh, Rustin, 97, what do you think are the keys to the game for the defense versus Bama, uh, for the defense versus Bama? Um, he said Bama relies a lot on hitting shot plays a few times a game. I did see that Milrow is number two to Jaden Daniels in um, yards per, I guess, attempt. completion, yards per attempt. But it's uh, Jaden's in the 11s or so and Milrow's in the 10s, which is very good. So he said uh, they hit some shot plays, um, but that prevents them from being able to score consistently. It seems to me if LSU can stop the run relatively consistently and keep Bama's receivers in front of them for the most part, They've got a good chance of keeping them under 30 to 35. See, I love that right there. He doesn't, he's not asking for much. Don't let him score more than 35 points. That's that's the kind of a Rustin 97 has watched plenty of LSU football this year and he's very realistic. So and especially coming off a game where Alabama struggled to score against uh Tennessee, um, the way that they did until the fourth quarter when they got that uh defense touchdown. I mean 35 feels realistic, feels fine. I just – I don't know if I expect LSU defense to hold Alabama. And this isn't my official prediction or anything. Maybe I feel better after re-watching some of the Alabama games that I had already watched. But, like, I, I don't know. I feel like Alabama was going to get to 40. I think both teams are going to have to get – are going to get to 40. Which one scores more from there, I don't know. I just – I can't – I can't imagine this LSU defense keeping Alabama at 28 points. Yeah, I'll give you my key to the game, tackling. Um, oh, yeah. And I could say busted assignments, but tackling is going to be way – tackling happens on every snap. So you can't be letting running backs break a tackle. You can't let Milrose slip past a tackle or a sack, and you can't let a Jermaine Burton get open because you've you know missed a tackle as a corner, and now no one's catching him because he's in the open field. We've seen it numerous times with this defense in the games that were – shootouts and that may well be what we end up with in Tuscaloosa. So I'll go tackling as my key early key to the game defensively. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I'm not, I don't love giving keys to the game yet. It's two weeks from out, but um, yeah, tackling is a good one. I mean, taking care of the ball turnover wise, if LSU has more turnovers in Alabama, I can't see them winning this game. Um. And yeah, winning up front, obviously. I think LSU's defensive line's gotten better, but we'll see. And uh, Alabama's offensive line's been shaky this year, but um, LSU's defensive line has also been shaky. So 
we'll see. I could say, I mean, if LSU only turns it over once or something and Bama doesn't turn it over, I could still see LSU winning, but they certainly can't get too far in the turnover department. Know. I don't know. I'm I'm very much LSU is going to have to play very, 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 very well to win this game. All right. Um, imagine this. LSU's driving around just across midfield. Uh, they go for it on a fourth and one at the 40-something. They don't get it. Bama goes three and out. They punt. You get it. Within a couple of plays, you're back to midfield. You've lost a couple of minutes off the clock and, no, and nothing else. No love is lost there. Yeah, so no. There's, no, a, there's right. a turnover that maybe didn't cost you the game yeah, because you got three and out. I just don't. Yeah, I, 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 that's, there's definitely ways in which it doesn't matter, but it's like, I don't want to give LS, Alabama getting one more possession than LSU in this game is significant to me. Like, that's just how I look at it. Um, and German said, in your opinion, any of the current defensive staff members on the sideline uh, for the opener against USC next year? Yeah, I don't think yeah. they're firing the whole defensive staff. No, they're not um, but, and also, Brian Kelly will address all that in the offseason, much like he did in his first offseason here, where there were multiple staff changes. So I have little doubt that once the season ends, we'll hear about all that. Uh, LSU Lawyer 24, for context, I think we have a great chance at beating Bama, but hypothetically, if we were to lose, what are y'all's thoughts on us starting the Georgia State game? With a loss, the SEC West is out the window, so is Daniels Heisman hopes. Uh, probably wouldn't hurt to get Nuss's first start prior to USC next year and let him get time running the offense with the ones. I'm not sure running the offense with the ones against Georgia State is really getting you much. You might as well, yeah, what's the difference? Nor are you, you're not benching Jaden Daniels either. No, I, I, I have no answer for that question. I'm sorry, LSU lawyer. I, no. No, not – Lower than 1% chance that happens for me. Just for fun, starting Garrett Nussmeyer out there? That's okay. Get him exceed. Well, he said get him full game experience, but it's Georgia State. That's not really All right. That's not much game experience. Cool. Um Damon Tar Car Damon Targaryen. Uh will do some Denver play. Uh TBD. We do meet with Kelly on Tuesday night. So by then we'll know either if he does another update that's no update or if we have answers. And same with on Zai. Uh, so cornerback news coming, guys. We're in the dark right now uh, to an extent, especially involving Deuce and Denver. We know Zai's injured, but are Deuce and Denver going to be available? Um, Kelly will let us know or may not let us know on Tuesday. Uh, Grape Swisha, Shay and Maddie B, how many stops does this defense need to make to make it a need to make versus Bama to make it a competitive game? What score is this game a race to? I've always felt like first to 30 usually wins, but I could see this being first to 40. Well, you just said you think the Bama's going to score more than 30, so first to 40? Race to, race to 45. I'll say it right Jesus now. Winner, Christ, winner gets 45. 90. Uh, man, I don't know. I'm not there yet. I'm there. All the way. 45-35, 45-38, 45-42. Someone's going to win this thing between 45 points. You think Bama's offense is – I think LSU, that good, or do you think it's have, LSU's defense is just that bad? I think it's both. I, I have not come around on LSU's defense the way I think. Well, LSU no, of course not. But you think that Bama could score? But with the current state of LSU's defense, you think Bama can score pretty much every time? Forty-five points is six touchdowns and a field goal, so seven out of let's say eleven 10? possessions. Seven yeah. out of ten, seven out of eleven. 11. I do. I so you would need four stops in that scenario. I need. I need more. Yeah, I need more than four stops probably. To, to hold them down. I mean, 35 points. So they only score five out of 11 possessions, let's say. I That would be a heck of a game. And I again, like you said, Alabama's defense offense is not great. It's not, it's not 
it's probably not even as like Missouri level ish, like Brady Cook and Luther Burden wise, but like I don't know. I've seen Lane Kiffin kind of carve it up with a subpar offense that we thought was going in, didn't have receivers, and the running game was struggle. Like um, I understand the defensive line's playing better. I feel better about the linebackers, but if Zai Alexander cannot play, that is drastic to me. That is a very big deal here. So I'm I'm interested to see. I but I think the LSU offense can put up 40. So that's where I don't know who I'm going to take the win. I'm just saying I'm probably going to have them score 45 points. Whoever does win. Um, I think that too. One thing that'll be interesting to me. Well, we we have so much time to unpack Bama, but they if Saban is trying to chase, like if he feels like, oh, I'm going to shoot out in this one and they're in fourth and ones and fourth and shorts and going for it, because that's a tough call because with Reichert as your kicker, he's got range. He's got experience. He's an excellent kicker. So like they don't want to be kicking field goals, but Bama can kick field goals whenever they want. They've got the kicker for it. So like how often are they getting into LSU territory and saying, this is four down territory. We're just going to keep going and going. yeah, I think so. And I don't want to be, you know, I'll look at the game. I'll we'll see. Maybe I pick out LSU to win. But Tennessee is a damn good defense that Alabama played last weekend. They got 358 yards, 5.7 yards per play. Milro was was fine, you know, 220 for two touchdowns and a pick. It's like I'm just – Tennessee's defense is damn good. So that's going to be an interesting – I'm just interested. I'm very fascinated by this game, and we'll have a full preview over the coming week. Uh, Go Tigers 8 said, gentlemen, settle the argument for me. My buddy says Jaden Daniels will not start one NFL game and will be out of the league in short order. Go Tigers 8 says, I think otherwise. What are y'all's thoughts on Jaden's future in the NFL? I would bet money that Jaden starts at least one game in the NFL. Yeah, P.J. Walker just started a game for the for the Browns. Um, go down the list of players who have started a game in the NFL. And yeah, I think- even this year. Yeah, just this year alone, and it gets pretty ex- – I mean, Garner, Garner Minshew is still out there getting snaps. Um, yeah, I, I think I – w- I mean, Mac Jones is getting snaps, Jesus. Um, Bailey Zappi for the Patriots. I'm just naming quarterbacks that are backups here that are – or that aren't great. I, I think Jaden can get a snap in over. So, um, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take the over in that pretty comfortably. Well, what was that Tyson Baggin dude? Or oh, Baggin yeah. Guy? Undrafted Division Two quarterback just started a game for the Bears. Shepherd University? Yeah. Yeah. So, Jade's going to get drafted. His stock's yep. only going up. Mm-hmm. And if you're a backup on an NFL team, you're getting in games. So, yeah. I will, yep. I will very much bet. And I do not think he's out of the NFL in short order. I think he's going to have He's going to be a very intriguing guy with NFL teams. I agree. I agree. Kind of a Deshaun. I think people think Lamar Jackson maybe more of a Deshaun Watson build, though. Yeah. But I mean, he can run it. And he if can he's, run it. Yeah. And if he's a top, if he's picked in the first two rounds, heck, even if you extend it to three rounds, I think teams have equity in that in your success to a degree yeah. and you'll stay on the roster for two, three years to where they'll try to work it out with you. So, yeah. Oh, and these teams are bottom feeders that take quarterbacks are itching. They'll put you out there, see if you can spark anything. So 100% feel that way. Um, LSU G 15 last year around this time of the season, I asked you guys, if y'all thought LSU would play for a national championship in the next three years, you both said, yes. Have your opinions changed on that? And if so, why does, 
the next three years. I don't so remember if I said maybe I didn't. He well, he asked a question. He's probably right, and I'll be wrong. Maybe I said playoffs, but it's yeah, an expanded like... playoffs next year. I think they'll make it. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, all right, you have to win one. Would so they play for a national championship. Play for a national championship either next year or the year after. That's such a hard question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I'm still gonna say yes. I mean, I don't see. I'm I'm just gonna say yes. The defense will get better. They'll always be. Good. They'll they'll have a very solid offense. It may not be record breaking, but it'll yeah. be good enough. So. And look, Bama's not looking like the Bama of old. And Georgia this year looks beatable. They went on a great two-year run of dominant, dominant play. They look beatable this year. So, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I can barely pick the games coming up on Saturday against Correct. the spread. I have no idea what's happening in two years. Well, um, let's get one more quick ad read in before we uh, roll out these rusty questions in the mailbag, Maddie B., uh, my perfect franchise. We do it every uh, after every game in the reaction pod, but we don't have a game this weekend, so we'll go ahead and let you guys know now. For those of you who don't listen to the reaction pod, uh, Andy Ludicky uh, at My Perfect Franchise is the guy to know. Uh, he's a friend of the site, friend of a lot of the on three sites, and a lot of people at the Bengal Tiger have already hit him up. What he does, he is the master when it comes uh, to franchisees, franchising, just knowledge about. Uh, the business. And uh, he says it every time, ready to leave that corporate rat race for the American dream, or is it just a side hustle you want to do? Um, he wants to help you diversify, build some wealth, maybe leave something on for your kids. And the best part of Andy is his services are 100% free. Always here to help. Any questions about business ownership, the financial requirements needed, you know, what skill sets you have and what all's out there, how much time you have to commit to it. He can walk you through everything. Um, so give him a call, uh, 404-973-9901. Uh, email him, Andy, A-N-D-Y, at myperfectfranchise.net or go to myperfectfranchise.net and check it out. Again, any questions you have uh, about either becoming a franchisee, going in with some other people, or just do I have kind of the money or the time to make this work in my life? He said, that's the kind of questions he answers every day. So reach out there, see what he says. Um, like I said, a number of Bengal Tiger subscribers have already reached out to him. Hope you guys on the pod, at least if you're interested, it's free. Give him a call 404-973-9901 or Andy at myperfectfranchise.net is the email. And get things started. Just tell them, yeah, hey, look, I was listening to the podcast. Just kind of curious what you do and take it from there. Uh, Matty B, we'll take it from here. We've got a uh, few more to go. Um, not many, but a few more. Yeah. If you could five for five, you could set the uh, betting line for Bama game. What would it be? Uh, and then I'll save his other one for the recruiting pod. I'll say Bama minus three and a half. Bama minus three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh uh, what do I think it would be? Uh, it's probably gonna be like Bama minus four and a half. Okay. Yeah. So Bama favored. Uh, you get usually three at home, so maybe by a little bit more than that. Um, so yeah, somewhere between. I don't think it'll be a full touchdown. So no. three to six. Yeah, I think is what the number will be. Um, Tiger Mike, why don't we throw more to the tight end over the middle? Um, they like they like the tight end, the flat stuff coming across with Mason. Um. I don't know. I'm, 
Look, Denbrock's a tight ends coach too, so I guess he's got a good feel for what he wants to do. Call and plays to his tight ends. Um, you have a thought there, Matty B? Um, not really. I mean, they they've utilized the middle of the field more as the season's gone they on. They have currently, yeah. So I don't really have a problem with who they throw to of the middle, and I don't think you have to throw the ball. Like it's not like it's a requirement. You find your matchups and you take them. So um they love mason taylor in the flats he can make a guy miss he can you know get downhill pretty quickly he's a great athlete so i'm fine with whatever mike denbrock wants to do with the fans uh go tigers 5280 said um in your opinion the key matchup difference between a win and a loss at bama he's his gut feel lsu d-line versus bama o-line boy did bama o-line get hyped in the offseason and they have been quite the letdown for them they aren't that great uh as compared to what they were being tabbed as preseason. Yeah. Um, I'll go uh, Bama's receiver against LSU's DBs. I mean, I I think that's the one. Yeah, that is probably the one. Um, I like his pick, though. I'll go LSU's D-line versus Bama's O-line. Um, Bama's O-line has been shaky, like I said. So if LSU's defense line can have the best game of the season, uh, I think that would be – I mean, that would be massive, obviously. I saw that uh, each week Cole Kubelik, um, obviously SEC Network and ESPN and former Auburn lineman each week does kind of his breakdown on each team and what he thought after watching all the film from the game. And when he talked about the Army game, he said that he thought Jordan Jefferson is a guy who's played way better than people realize, that Mason Smith needs to get some recognition for the steps he's made and that Makai Wingo you know, didn't play but has been a guy who they obviously have leaned on most now with the other guys stepping up. Paris Shan's playing well. You see what you get from Savion. But um, Cole Kubelik, an O-lineman, gave the LSU D-line a little love and said, hey, look, there are some guys here who are playing better and better every week. Yeah. Shout out to them. Um, go Tigers 5280. Uh, old news, but a battle on the forum. What's your take on Corey Raymond? Do you think things would be different had he been retained? How big was he in creating DBU? This is one, like, it's this is the Jordan versus LeBron thing where people are going to say it was Ron Cooper and then it was Corey and then you know Corey left the room in shambles well the program was in shambles it was back to back 500 seasons and everyone knew I was getting fired it's pretty tough to recruit to that I am a Corey Raymond fan because I saw what type of talent he brought in here and I saw what the production looked like at defensive back and I saw guys who were three stars that got developed in the high draft picks so my opinion on Corey Raymond is that he's a very good coach and like i Certainly loved being at LSU, graduated from here and played here and began his coaching career here and came back here and uh, had it not been for a coaching change, would still be here. So I'm a fan of Corey Raymond and uh, how big was he in creating DBU? I don't know if he would even claim he created it, but I certainly think that uh, he and the players he helped recruit uh, certainly helped maintain it for many years. Um, And a bonus, National Horror Movie Day, favorite one to watch. Do you have a movie, Matty B.? Hmm. Favorite horror movie to watch? I hmm. I don't think off the top of my head I can get one. What do you think? I mean, I like all the Halloween movies. Like I like Michael Myers movie. Like I liked oh. all of those. Those are older. Um, I'm not talking about the new ones. As a billion. I would go with one of those. That slow suspense is very good. I like The Shining. I mean, there's some classics that I would pick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, like, I've seen the Paranormal Activity one. It's like, I don't know. It's like, 
I, I'm not a big movie person in general, as evidence from the Star Wars conversation. But uh, I have seen my fair share. But asking me to pick a favorite, I don't know specifically. I'd probably just scroll on Netflix until I see one that I want to watch. Um, Saw One was good. I enjoyed that. Um, I've never watched the Saw movies. Good. I've never watched the Saw movies. Oh, they're good. I feel like I should, but I feel like it would psych me out too much. Uh, yeah, the original, uh, the original It was good. That's a great movie. Okay, yeah. Maybe that. That would be a pick of mine. That'd be a nice throwback. I the original It? What's up? The original It? Yeah, not the one that came out like two years ago. Yeah. Okay. The, the OG. Yeah. Uh, that was a scary movie when I was a kid. I didn't even walk around. I walked around gutters, never by them, uh, for many years after watching that. Tyler M. For planning purposes, does Bama hate wheat? Hate wheat? Hate week? Actually, last two weeks and begin today, or does it begin next Monday? I, I guess it's two weeks. This is for the both fan bases. They're both on bye. They get two weeks to to gear up and hate the other team. So, I mean, yeah, it starts today officially. I mean, based um, on how many Alabama questions we've answered on this podcast, I yeah, think obviously the hate week's begun. Yes, uh, Mason Cox, uh, Matty B. Defense looks improved the last few weeks. Is it inferior opponents? Or are we playing? Is LSU playing up to their potential? I think the second half against Missouri was a real step forward. Uh, I think that was progress to be made. Um, now, do I think Auburn and Army showed that? Not as much. Um, but, you know, they defended the run in both those games very well. I've said before, I think that this defense does well against one-dimensional offenses. Obviously, the concerns in the back end are much more significant than the concerns in the front end of this defense now. So. You know, going against Alabama now, it's Jalen Milgrow is not afraid to throw the ball deep. He's not afraid to let it rip. And the secondary is going to have to be ready for that. Yeah, I think for me, it's looking, it's not so much, yes, do I think they've improved? Absolutely. Do I think it's they played inferior opponents? Sure. I think they also played some inferior opponents earlier in the year um, yeah. that popped some on them. Uh, my bigger worry becomes now what's up with your transfer corners and what's up with Ashton Stamps' injury? My, like you've got to have corners. Like that's my major question on D. Uh, a few more here. Uh, Capital City Tiger Twenty One favorite fast food drive-through place. Choose from one of the following. Uh, he's got five options here. Uh, stop me when you hear yours. Mickey D's, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, Whataburger. I mean, I'm from Texas, so Whataburger is my pick. But um, I will say, since Whataburger started expanding. It hasn't. I feel like the quality's dipped down a decent amount. So I, I'm. I don't eat Whataburger as much as I used to. I used to just go crazy for Whataburger in high school. I could go. I like all. I will eat all five of these places. I haven't had McDonald's in a long time. Wendy's, I think, has my favorite options of all these places with the spicy chicken sandwich. Whataburger. Oh, that's a tough call. And uh, and I actually like Taco Bell. You know what? I'm tried and true here. I'm going to go McDonald's. I think they're fr fresh fries from McDonald's. And when you get a good iced Coke from McDonald's, cannot be touched by any of those other restaurants on that. So I'm going Mickey D's. All right. That's my pick. Uh, Roy Hobbs, I definitely plan on living for another 548 years. Easy choice. Okay, so yeah, he's making way more than 20 million. Is going to get all of the money um, because Roy Hobbs is living another 548 years. Yes, we're still taking our guaranteed 20 million. 
yeah. beyond the $100 a day under the pillow. Yes. Uh, Hunter Fournette, take two, week three. I know, I know it was Army, but did Holly being able to get that 60-yard run in the end zone surprise you speed-wise for him? He took off, and he had a really nice run right before that uh, for about 12 yards. That was like, whoa, that's a good burst. Yes. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of surprised me. I didn't think he was slow coming in, but no. there were definitely times in high school where he got caught from behind. And, you know, top-end speed was a major question mark for him. I don't think he looked that much faster, but he did get a breakaway touchdown, so good for him. I mean, if it was an extra 20 yards, that guy might have caught him at the end there, but I think he, you know, did his job. Looked good. All-time Louisiana high school uh, leading rusher. Not a bad start. Got SEC Offensive Player of the Week or Freshman of the Week. Freshman, uh, yeah. For his 90-yard effort. So kudos to Trey Holly and everyone up in Union Parish. Finally got his first game of the year. He got in, and boy, did he make the most of it. Um, ooh, uh, no, no, no. This is it. Everyone else is just arguing about the corners. Yep. Um, last question goes to uh, Z Gauthier, 51. Could you see JD, Neighbors, and BTJ all going in the first round? That would be Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas Jr. For those not hip to the slang, I can't see that. I've been too negative in this podcast. Um, You're being negative. Okay, then say that all three of those guys are getting picked in the first round. <laughs> neighbors okay, is a let's, lot. Let's play this as it should be played here. You start with your most obvious one. Malik Neighbors is going to go in the first round. Yes. Okay. So one's off the board. We've discussed this many, many times on the podcast. Is Brian Thomas a sneak into the back end of the first round or more of just he's a top 50 pick, which is a second rounder? I think he's a top 50 pick. Like I, I think he's second round. Which is, there's a lot wrong. of great T. Higgins. Yeah, I was going to say. A lot of great receivers get picked in the second round. Like, yeah, there's not – I don't think there's a massive difference between getting picked at 28 and 39 or 42. Yeah, like, some money, but – I mean, yeah, but I don't know what the con guaranteed contract – I don't know how it works in, exactly in football. I'm just saying it's like Marvin Harrison, Keon Coleman, Malik Neighbors, Odunze, um, Emeka Buka, Xavier Worthy, like – I think I think Brian Thomas is like Colorado State is pretty good. Yeah, I think Brian uh, Thomas has a similar case to like Johnny Wilson though. So, Johnny Wilson's not that great. I know, but I'm saying like I think physically wise, like you look at him and yeah, I think um, he should go ahead of him. I'm I'm just looking at the rest. I'm like I don't think there's he's what eighth the eighth best receiver in this class probably. If we're looking at, I'd have to really go look at it. I'll say this too. I think he'll test well. Um, yes. He's an above the rim basketball player. He'll jump a nice vert. He'll jump a nice broad and he'll run a, so he'll run a solid 40. I mean, he ain't slow. So, and yeah, the set, the eight hours in size. It's, I mean, he's so long. Yeah. So I was saying that this list on NFL Draft Buzz has Marvin Harrison, Emeka Buka, Keon Coleman, Xavier Worthy, Malik Neighbors, Roman Duz, uh, Odunze, and Xavier Leggett as the top seven. Oh, yep. Leggett's a great player out of South Carolina. He's put up a ton of numbers. Okay, so, so then does Jaden go in the first round? No. No, I can't see that happening. Okay. But maybe no. second. We'll see. 
Yeah, I'm second. Yeah, that, that just depends on how many quarterbacks are flying off the board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I'm I mean, trying Caleb, to see. Caleb, Drake May, Drake May may need to come back for another year of school at this point. JJ uh, McCarthy. Shadur um, is going to go. Penix is going to go. No. Uh, Riley Leonard out of Duke uh, is a guy who could potentially go and be a high draft pick. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be curious. I, I've not seen any mock drafts lately accounting for what Jaden's doing right now. So, yeah. I think, sec, I think, look, I'll put it at, I bet all those guys can become top 50 picks. Jaden's tough. Jaden's close. Jaden's on the fringes of that, like, late second round to me. Late second round. So, we'll see okay. where he goes. It'd but be yeah. great if it could be. Um, and that was it, because everyone else was just kind of arguing about corners. Um, I made it. no promises to get under an hour today because I knew it wasn't going to be possible. Uh, so we went over, but that's okay. Little bye week, little extra time. Yeah, it's a bye week. You know, we're just having fun, having fun on the Bengal Tiger. Uh, a lot of content has already gone up this week or on this day um, between recruiting stuff. Obviously, uh, PJ Woodland committing yesterday. Um, Mason Smith. I have a story about him talking about Pete Jenkins up on the site. I thought that was an awesome insight on how he feels just like a different player almost after what Pete Jenkins has taught him. So yeah, a lot of stuff to go check out, check out the site, uh, leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe on YouTube. If you haven't already, um, leave a five-star rating on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening. We really appreciate the support and we will talk to y'all later. Peace.